if you want a Nintendo, then get one. If yeah, you want to switch, <laughs> switch. It's not a hard bet. You, like when you when you think console wars, no right. one thinks of a Nintendo. <laughs> I'm Zach, and I'm Michael, and welcome to E10 Plus. So, when you meet somebody else who is uh, who they play video games, right? It's it's pretty. It's, you've got a pretty good chance that the first question uh, you're going to get is PlayStation or Xbox, you know? Mm-hmm. You you find out somebody plays video games, you're like, oh, I, w- I might want to play with them too. Or, or you just want to see if you should like them or dislike them, you know, like <laughs> as a human being, like if you should hold you, something. Yeah, you got to use that to <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. But... I, that that is probably the first question you're gonna get uh, when you find out, and if you answer PC, um, they'll either acknowledge that you're better, <laughs> or they will hate you more. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh, you know it's okay. <laughs> so that's that's gonna be the uh, the theme of today's episode is is console exclusivity. Uh, the the games that PlayStation uh, makes that you can only play on PlayStation. The games that uh, Xbox makes that you can only play on an Xbox. Um, uh, we're going to touch on, on, on PC gaming. But to say uh, exclusives are a sell of PC gaming, I think, would be a lie. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know many people buying PCs PC. because they're like, oh, there's this one game that I... Well, it's really always going to be an indie game, too. And right. So... so, you know, I I know I, 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 there are exclusives to PC, but I, I don't recognize that as the uh, the reason somebody would purchase or build a PC uh, opposing an Xbox or a PlayStation where I am very confident that the reason that somebody may buy a PlayStation is solely because of the exclusives. Same thing for Xbox. There, There's a game that somebody wants to play that their friends are playing and they say, hey, what do you play on Xbox? Okay, I'll get an Xbox because I want to play that game. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what we're going to be be talking about today. We wanted to start off going over some of the major uh, franchises, you know, that that are existent in in uh, these different console worlds. So, starting with PlayStation, um, I, I. Here's the deal. I don't think uh, Xbox people would disagree with me when I say that Sony, PlayStation, kind of the the, the king of exclusives. exclusives. Not to say that Xbox does not have its benefits over PlayStation, because we're, we're going to discuss those, but... I, I feel like if you're going to buy a console because you want to play a single player, you know, like you want to sit down and, and play through a story on a single player video game, you're going to choose a PlayStation. It's kind of one of those things where it's at a glance, you you can just look at the number of exclusives and see if you recognize the names of them. And you go to PlayStation exclusives and you're going to recognize a lot of these titles. And then when you go to Xbox exclusives, it's few and far between whether or not it's a game that you actually have heard of or recognize as something that you enjoyed playing. And, and an interesting uh, part of this, while, while I was researching for this episode, uh, going through some of the lists that say, here are our top picks for Xbox exclusive games, I was going through these lists and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was an Xbox exclusive and I look it up because I'm like, I don't know. And and it's not. 
And so I don't know <laughs> what uh, what the criteria is to like. I don't know if it means initial release or what. That's that's also something we're going to touch on. But uh, to to start with PlayStation exclusive games, I think we've we've already voiced previously that we kind of grew up on PlayStation primarily. Mm. We did uh, come around to to an Xbox 360 when when that was uh, released, but we were not like an Xbox, not Xbox One, but the first Xbox. <laughs> we didn't own. Mm-hmm. The the original Xbox, our first Xbox was a 360, uh, as opposed to PlayStation, from which we playing had. on a cousin's Xbox. <laughs> right. So uh, the 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 first game I wanted to touch on, we've got several of of the um, very early kind of. Is it, do we want to get in like Crash Bandicoot? Um, I mean, that's for sure. Like. You think about video games, <laughs> you go to classic design. Crash Bandicoot is definitely memorable. Even though it's not like... <laughs> look, looking back on it, like they, they recently... What is it? The Insane Trilogy or whatever? They recently like did a kind of like reboot slash remake of Crash Bandicoot for current gen. And it's a game that people enjoy playing. It's like a puzzle game, a platformer. So there's nothing wrong with enjoying you know, Crash I, I Bandicoot. I played the early games. That was some of the first PlayStation like it's, and it it uh, that's one that I, I I hesitated to bring up because it's um, you know now it is available on other systems like you can play Crash Bandicoot games on, on other. But that that was one that mm. did start with PlayStation. Um, you know, uh, when we last spoke on Lego video games, Lego Indiana Jones has a level that. Uh, <laughs> imitates Crash Bandicoot in the, when you're running away from the boulder. They have it behind you while you're running and jumping over things like in Crash Bandicoot. So it, it definitely has left a mark on people. Yeah. Um, we also have the other games in, in that kind of format, the the Ratchet and Clank, uh, Jack and Daxter. Those, That's again, a core memory like right early... there, Jack and Daxter. <laughs> Holy cow. It's these earlier PlayStation titles that are very... Um, puzzle platformer centric, you mm-hmm. know. Again, uh, you you do have the kind of beginnings of where you'll see PlayStation exclusives go with story because there was story. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but one of the Jack and Daxter games that we or I played rather, I I I remember being so enthralled by the world and by the story, by the different colors and the design. Uh, and again, looking back on it, it's not like it's an amazing game, but it it still had such charm to it. I loved the characters, and it was just a fun game all around. And so you look at these titles that some people have been... I, I think it's so funny because sometimes companies will remake games or remaster games, and people are like, we don't want this, why did you bring it back? But then there are other games that people are constantly asking for uh, uh, another entry in the series of bringing remastering uh... it. And they never do. And I feel like Jack and Dexter is one of those titles. Mm-hmm. Moving forward to uh, 2007, we've got kind of a major, major release. No kidding. Uh, Uncharted. The, the first. Drake's Fortune. Drake's Fortune. Talking about games we grew up on, mm-hmm. uh, the Uncharted franchise was like huge for me um i mean such a cool protagonist uh like you know who didn't want to be nathan drake um like and this was uh i think one of my first big video game franchises where i was legitimately invested in the story that it had for me, um, where it was, uh, I, I believe it was 2011 that the second Uncharted came out, mm-hmm. and just this this continuation that I'm like, oh, these characters are are back and they're doing something new this time. That's so cool. I want to not to mention Uncharted Two is like one of the best video games ever made. <laughs> Honestly, it is such a top tier title. So it's. You know, this this is kind of, I think, 
where we see the the where where PlayStation where PlayStation is going. We've got this heavy hitter where it's really fun gameplay, and it's gameplay that's really fun and it's it's used to tell the story. Yeah, and it brought us into the uh, PlayStation Three era as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Uncharted, there was the first God of War title, which released on like. I, looking this up, it kind of surprised me that the first God of War was released on PlayStation 2. Hmm. Um, however, that was a title which, uh, at the time, I was too young for my parents to approve of me <laughs> playing. And so uh, I didn't exactly play the first God of War. Uh, but, I, again, it's an, the, another the, one of those games where... releases to Vita as well. The, yeah. The God of War, um, what's that, Chains of... Uh... Chains of Olympus? Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's an Uncharted Vita title as well. Mm-hmm. Um Golden Abyss, which I would love if they remade that one for uh, people who own consoles, because I did not get a Vita, and I didn't get to play it, and now I can't, so if someone would care to provide, uh, it would be much a appreciated. PlayStation Vita? <laughs> sure! Just give me yeah. a PlayStation Vita with Golden Abyss, and I'll uh-huh. be happy. Yeah. Um, but it, it really is this story-centric gameplay-supported. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thing that we, we, we see going. Uncharted does this incredibly. I think still one of my favorite video game franchises. Yeah. Um, but one, two, three, four, Uncharted. And, you know, each one Have you one played Lost of, Legacy? Uh, which, is is that a... Uh... That's that's the one with uh, Chloe Frazier as the no, lead character. I've not played that. That, that one was... Like it was, it was shorter than most Uncharted right. games, worth but it still through. was so much fun. It's worth playing by a lot. And if open world is your thing, they have this big open world section okay. that you get to like drive through on the jeep, and yeah. it's super fun. They they have recently announced. Uh, Neil Neil Druckmann has recently announced that they are done making Uncharted games. Yeah, which is sad, but also I can appreciate that. Yeah, because they they told the story that they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. And that they they finished with Nathan Drake. We had our conclusion. Yeah. Uh, and they're done with Uncharted. It's kind of like a, you know, happy, but like melancholy thing. It's like you know, this is something yeah. that kind of raised, raised uh, the bar. A lot absolutely. Of people. Uh, also raised us. Is like two oh. thousands children. You know, like yeah, like for sure. I, anybody who grew up in the two thousands, games like these are like the ones that you grew up with, and you go game to game, and it's. Uh, really impactful. Um, you want to talk about things I remember from video games. Nothing is more memorable than waking up in a train and then realizing that he is hanging vertically in the air <laughs> above a frozen cliff face. Oh my gosh, what uh-huh. a cool intro. Yeah. So, honestly, just a, a fantastic franchise. Um, probably still one of my favorite franchises to this day including other playstation exclusives that one was just really they it kind of launched this this format of playstation exclusives mm-hmm. but uh, you know there was more that built off of it and and the next franchise is, is one that i think took what uh uncharted did and again threw more on top of it yeah. in in terms of of story and uh, uh, uniqueness, um, and that's the Infamous franchise. Oh, I love Infamous. Another franchise that's that's also kind of similar, like uh, uh, a really big part of uh, my childhood. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I I actually just wanted to do this episode so that I could take a trip down memory lane and going talk about Infamous. Go all the all these games that I I love so much. Um, Infamous, the first game came out in 2009, two years after Uncharted. And Infamous, man, it was so much fun. So much fun. And also, uh, talking about uh, games that uh, raised us, Infamous teaching you to make the tough decisions, <laughs> even, even, when they're, uh, even when it's hard to, to do what's right, you know? Well, I, one of the things that I really loved is that the first two Infamous games did their morality system really well. They did. Where it felt like the choices that you made mattered and that they had reasonable bearing on Cole McGrath, the, the lead character, mm-hmm. where it's like, 
oh, I can either choose to, like, in the first game, there's the mission where you're getting the food, and it's like, oh, I can either keep this food for me and my close friends, or I can give this food to everyone. And it's, like, in the situation where they're all trapped, essentially, in this, like, air quotes, quarantined uh, city island, mm-hmm. it makes sense that they'd be making the choices between either keeping food to themselves or giving it to the people around them. And so, and the game just continues to, like, put you right. in these situations where either I can open this thing and get, like, stuff sprayed all over me or I can force one civilian around here to do it, and you're able to just watch as these choices shape the character. And then also, what a genius move to have those decisions you make and and the the morality of the character affect your, uh, like, level up uh, your... your, um, Abilities. Abilities. Yeah. Your 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 skill tree. That that your the choices you make affects what your skill tree is gonna look like and, and, and the moves that you're able to whether you have do. blue lightning or red lightning. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh what a cool thing. Oh you my know, gosh. That that reflects And like, the power's like just hopping onto like a train rail and zipping around. That's oh, so yeah. much fun. Why mm-hmm. why wouldn't anyone want that? Yeah. The infamous games lasted a while. They went into I don't know if did did the last infamous did Second Son well because Sucker Punch released First Light, which was like a half game, but that yeah. was the last infamous right. game that was made. Um, Although it didn't was, include the uh, iconic morality choices that kind of uh-huh. made the it was it was a uh, Second Son and and First Light, both World War twenty fourteen. Was First Light the same year? Mm-hmm. And it was just later on. Um, actually, really, really liked First Light. First Light was really good because of the the neon powers. Like that, just man, that was so cool. That was a lot of fun. I, like that was such a, a a cool. The the what Second Son did really well. I loved using all the powers. Was, like, was they they felt yeah, different and they felt fun. It really did expand the the world that uh, Uncharted. One and two, in, in, or are infamous, sorry, <laughs> infamous one and two. It's part of the same lore. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, and then uh, infamous Festival of Blood. Yes, also the vampire title. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Never forget Festival of Never Blood. Never forget Festival um, of Blood. It, just another really... It was so entertaining. Yeah. And... I, I feel like the evolution of that game franchise, I feel like each game was a significant improvement over the one before it. Mm. Um, which, while I, I can say something kind of similar about Uncharted, I don't feel entirely the same way. Mm. Uncharted, I feel like the first one really did what it was supposed to, and then each Uncharted after that was like, okay, what's the next move with the story and all the game mechanics kind of stayed the same, which, again, I love that franchise. I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it worked well for And they're, they're, the they, like, introduced further things down the line as well. Like, right. in the, the fourth game, you get the grapple hook, you get uh-huh. to drive a Jeep. Yeah. And so there there are s- small elements like that that change. Really just quality of life things that improve, uh-huh. like how the stealth system works. But well. with Infamous, you have these like full on rehauls of the way your your powers work mm-hmm. and the yeah so again another really great franchise um that just it it, it was uh a big step i think for uh first person or or for a not first person for a uh, a single player campaign story driven and then adding in another layer, adding in the, the complexity of you have these choices that you can make that will mm-hmm. affect the way the story goes. Um, moving on. The Last of Us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a I, franchise. We, that... We've talked about it a lot recently, <laughs> so we won't spend too much time yeah. on it. But, like, Last of Us, again, it just builds on what Uncharted did. and But the story and just the emotion and the characters. And, again, it's really hammering home the fact that Naughty Dog especially, are here to tell a meaningful story, and the gameplay is there to help you go through it and experience it for yourself. And something that just justifies and improves 
how phenomenal that story was. 2023, The Last of Us TV show, <laughs> nearly a shot-for-shot remake and still just as impactful yeah, and, still, and intense so good. and good. So uh, just a great game. Um, taking kind of a, a big jump ahead. I'm sure there were more exclusives there, there were. in between. Um, Obviously, we have our sequels to the right. games that we've been talking about. Um, a leap ahead to one of the newer PlayStation exclusive franchises, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn is an excellent game. It is being able to, again, focusing on the story, but it also takes into play a lot more of the modern elements where we have an open world. There's a lot more exploration to it, a lot more discovery, a little bit of grinding, uh, taking in a lot more of these modern elements of gaming that have sort of come about. But it's just incredible to see where you have these, the, like, the game design is incredible. I love the robot dinosaurs who wouldn't. And just like... Uh, I I love Horizon Zero Dawn. And we're getting to this point with games like these. Horizon Zero Dawn, the the next title that I wanted to talk about, Marvel's Spider-Man. Right. um, 2018, 2018's God of War. All these games are releasing on PlayStation. and, And they are labeled as PlayStation exclusives. But then... One year passes, maybe two, and they get a PC port. port. That's correct. Um, So that is something to remember with these games. You see sort of like a little bit of a decline in how closely to the chest Sony holds these games. And again, Sony still refuses to to give them to Xbox. (laughs) But Windows, you know, PC, these these games are, are... you can just hook your Xbox release. controller to your PC you and pretend you're playing your <laughs> Xbox. Um, we have the the PlayStation's uh, racing franchise. Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. Excellent memories of that. Yeah, that's another one that's been going long and strong. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, that's that's the thing with a racing game is like you get the driving feeling good. You have a bunch of fun cars to pick from. You give them some fun tracks and. You pretty much got it. Got it done. Honestly, my favorite racing game is Split Second, but we're not talking about that. Right <laughs> um, so games like these, the the ignoring Gran Turismo, ignoring the the racing, but uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Marvel Spider Man, God of War, uh, this kind of new era, new console generation, um, because all of these were made post PS Four. Mm. Um, but still just as strong in uh, their focus and story. During our, our episode talking about some of our favorite games, um, I brought up Marvel Spider-Man as kind of a uh, honorable mention just because of how great that story is. And once again, like, uh, like what was done with Infamous, it was story w- w- was very clearly the main focus, but then everything that they did to make the gameplay enjoyable worked perfectly. And it's just such a fun game. You want to, to talk about a success and... story, making the traversal in that game actually fun. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's one of the things like they they talked about this a lot, and so what I'm saying is going to be old hat. But the getting the swinging right to them was really important because that's how you're going to be traveling through New York, and so they want it to be engaging. They don't want it to just be press one button and right. you kind of fly almost. Mm-hmm. And so making it something that you engage with, that you feel like the momentum of the character, and it's just they they did such a fantastic job making the traversal fun. And it makes you want to because you can, like, hold down some extra buttons to do spins and tricks. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want to do that. I want to <laughs> spin around a midair while I'm, like, almost hit the cement but then swing again. Like, it's fun to be Spider-Man. And so they right. did such a good job nailing that part. And I, I do also want to touch a little bit more on 2018's God of War because I think this game did something special 
in that it's not in a, a, a new franchise. Mm. It's a sort of soft reboot. A soft reboot of a franchise that existed. Mm-hmm. And yes, there was story in the original God of War games. And Though we, yes, we all the, know why the story you were playing drove it. it. <laughs> the, the story drove it and it, there was some cool combat and stuff. But you compare the story in those original God of War games to 2018's God of War... Mm-hmm. And you see a huge rehaul and, and a turn in focus on, on what the game was meant to be about. 2018's God of War is very clearly a story game. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is one that in the same way The Last of Us is has been turned into a show and it's coming out now. And it's basically following shot for shot. This is another game that I feel like could do that just fine, and we would enjoy it just as much. So long as it's made the same way. <laughs> right, right. Um, where the combat and the gameplay is terrific, and it's really great, and it it's feels a lot of good. fun, and yeah. it feels good. But what keeps you coming back is... I want to know what happens next. Yeah, the emotion, the relationship, the drive of these characters is all something that like, you connect with on such a personal level. Mm-hmm. Next, Shadow of the Colossus. That released originally as a PlayStation exclusive. Um, and they, they remade it recently as well. But the, we, we're getting into some of these titles where maybe, like, I know there's a, a healthy support for Shadow of the Colossus. It's one I've never played myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about picking up the remake. Um but then you look at something as well, like Last Guardian, the uh, little boy with the big rat cat with wings thing. <laughs> rat cat. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it, like it's got some thing. fantasy name to it. But then also like Stray or Sucker Punch, the studio made Infamous, also made Ghost of Tsushima. There are just so many fantastic PlayStation uh, exclusives that, while not widespread in their popularity they have such a niche following and again these are all story driven there's meaning behind them right. they put a lot of care into these characters and everyone who's enjoyed these games talks about how much they remember having these connections right and that's i think an important thing to remember is even these smaller titles and not to say that they are small yeah not at all but to say that they are smaller They're than niche. something like 2018's god of war yeah or um, Marvel Spider-Man. They are smaller. <laughs> um, but a game like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, even this one where it's not uh, as as popular as uh, Spider-Man or God of War, again, the story still so good. Oh really good. <clears throat> it's just impressive that that's the kind of... The, that that's what you get to see from... Not to mention, it's gorgeous. The game, yeah. like, it's it's so artistic, but it, you can watch as, like, all the leaves flow around you. I remember being so impressed when I got into a duel with someone and I started running around and, like, each of the leaves would scatter around my feet and sort of, like, flow away <laughs> in the wind. I was like, that's gorgeous! That is uh-huh. so cool! And so, yeah, like, all these titles have something that just blows you away, whether mm-hmm. it's large or small. Moving on... Away from PlayStation exclusives. Yeah, that's not to say that we've covered all the PlayStation <laughs> exclusives. We have not. Uh, there are plenty more where that came from. And so if we missed your favorite PlayStation title, then maybe revisit it and talk about it on Reddit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Strike up conversation with people like-minded. Um, but Xbox. So this is, is an interesting... Uh, an interesting group of, of games because Xbox does not make nearly as many <laughs> make nearly as many nor does it often restrict their games in the way that PlayStation does yes yeah, that's also true when, when Microsoft has a game that comes out it's very often it releases on Xbox and PC at the same time Mm-hmm. which means immediately you don't need to have an Xbox to get it if you already have a PC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that eliminates your need for an Xbox. 
course, they probably want you to buy a Microsoft computer. Or something. No, but often the uh, a lot of these games too, as you'll notice, do kind of drift over, and then PlayStation will get a port eventually. Um, whereas a lot of the games that we talked about with PlayStation, while some of them have moved to PC now, they have not moved to Xbox. Yeah. Like you can't play those games on an Xbox versus these Xbox exclusives where there are some that we'll kind of list at the end that did make their way to PlayStation mm -hmm. despite opening as Xbox exclusives. So the first one I wanted to talk about um, here was... Uh, I, I want to get the big one out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, sort of cream of the crop of Microsoft, their pride also, and joy. very uh, early. Star Sun. Very early. Four daughters. Uh, Halo. Yeah. Um, this is one I preferred Halo when Bungie had it. <laughs> Just to say. <laughs> I, I think you're agreeing with most people in um, that case. We've talked about our love for Halo Reach. Halo Reach is fantastic. The first Halo came out in 2001. Which is ages. But you ages look at that ago. game and it's actually it holds up. pretty darn I mean, obviously, the there's been, been like remakes. and Like, it doesn't look great, but, but it still, looks though, you pick up the old really title good and, for 2001. 2001. Yeah, holy like, cow. Also, what a jump compared to everything else before it. Like... Doom, you know, <laughs> like your little yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2D uh, mimicking 3D thing. Did, like uh, GoldenEye release? When did GoldenEye release? Oh, GoldenEye would have been uh, around the same time, if not a little before, because that was Nintendo 64 that it released on. Yeah, GoldenEye was 1997. So that's a little more into the 3D department. So. Yeah. Um, so... Halo, huge, very likely Xboxes, uh, probably. Oh, they'll keep milking that cow. That's that's their one. Like they're sure. they're big. <laughs> like if if you, if someone were to ask you, uh, well, if you're a PlayStation user and someone asks you, what's the best PlayStation exclusive? You could go through that list that we just mentioned, and <laughs> maybe like. God of War, Last of Us, Uncharted, Horizon, like any of those could come to mind as like mm -hmm. the, the best game. Right. However, if someone asks you what's what's the definitive uh, Microsoft Xbox exclusive game, I guarantee you every single person is going to say <laughs> Halo because it is just... Unless you've got a really big Gears of War fan. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like you, you look at a title like Halo and the mm -hmm. praise is so well-deserved. Right. Being like... <laughs> Because uh, just the, the connections that people make. Because that's another thing. Halo is such a social game. Obviously, yeah. like, people will get angry at you and shout at you or whatever. Yeah. But you look at, like, Halo LAN parties, like, when people would just come together to play mm -hmm. Halo and just the, the friendships that were made, the connections, the yeah. people got married because of Halo. <laughs> they, like, you look at the community behind Halo and just what... It created Halo is such a staple for video gaming, and it sort of like really made what. I mean, some people will argue with me for saying this, but I think Halo is the definitive FPS experience, and that every other FPS is kind of based around Halo. And in in an attempt to not, I know we just spent half the episode talking about our love of PlayStation exclusives. In, in an attempt to not sound like just a PlayStation fanboy, I think that that is kind of the sell of Xbox, is the online aspect mm -hmm. that you have all these other people. There is online gaming on PlayStation, and I play it oft. <laughs> but... It doesn't compare to, to online games. The way that Xbox, Xbox has done their communities. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just better. <laughs> and then you can kind of see that with, like, the, the more we're going to talk about other titles as well, you'll see that while PlayStation have, like, all the games we went through, I think, like, are almost exclusively 
single player. Like, mm-hmm. there are a couple that might be split screen or, like, exactly. Gran Turismo, you can race other people. Mm-hmm. But they're exclusively single player. PlayStation knows what they do well, and they stick to it. But when we come to Xbox, it's about the community. It's about the people you're playing with. And uh, all of these games that we're going to talk about have a multiplayer aspect to them in one way or another. And Halo has kind of carried them through the ages. And so we have, like, our first Halo uh, and you kind of go through, you get Halo Wars, which isn't exactly, not not as many people were a fan of Halo Wars, but I, I remember being so upset when I saw the Halo Wars 2 trailer, and I found out that it's not actually, like, Halo, because <laughs> it's it's your top-down war strategy game, which I love strategy games, and if that's your that's your thing, then that's your thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Halo has carried them through. Obviously, with Halo Infinite, they've been seeing a sort of, uh, I don't know, a sort of pushback. I think people are kind of tired They don't want Halo to become like Call of Duty or Battlefield. And it's understandable for sure. Um, And so a a lot of people hope that with plans, knowing that Microsoft plans to continue using the Halo IP, the hope behind it is that they'll put a little more care into what has been their uh, strong horse. Right. Again, looking at the kind of online benefits of xbox too like while we're on this we're kind of focusing on it uh xbox game pass i think is is just to me better than than playstation plus uh, yeah no one's gonna it's, <laughs> certainly much more recent than the first day and, but kind of dropping it, it, it just um pushes this this it pushes this top, this, uh, yeah, this this kind of top that uh, Xbox has over PlayStation when it comes to online involvement. Mm. Being able to get, like, a bunch of games that you can just stream for whatever the subscription price is. Right. Like, Being who able to want stream that? your games. Like, it's just... And another game that adds to this... Uh, Microsoft exclusive, so Xbox, PC, Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, online focus, and you can't get this game on on PlayStation. Um, and you get to be a pirate with your friends. Like, what more could you right. want? I, like, what a cool game! Like, it's it is really fun. I know some um, people are kind of hoping that Ubisoft Skull and Bones is going to be like something of a <laughs> similitude it so won't. that they can enjoy it on the PlayStation. But yeah, it's, it's, not it's very be, clearly not going to yeah. The thing is, Ubisoft doesn't even know what Skull and Bones is going to be. I could talk about this for a while. I know. They keep, I'm upset about I, Skull I, and Bones. I thought we were going to get something like a, like a like, Sea of Thieves for PlayStation, but then they kind of were like, no, you're just going to be in ships and it's <laughs> just going to be combat. Like, I beg like, your pardon? What? I don't want that game. <laughs> the, the best part, like, I, again, like, I have a lot of room. But the best part about it is, is Sea of Thieves, or not Sea of Thieves, rather, Skull and Bones Mm -hmm. is being made because of the success of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Mm -hmm. Because that's the best pirate game besides Sid Meier's Pirates. Um, But they've taken away most of what made Black Flag really fun in, Mm -hmm. in their design of Skull and Bones, which is upsetting. But yeah, Sea of Thieves is such a... Obviously, some some people still have their gripes about it, but it's just such a fun thing to be able to actively engage with your friends and sail a ship around, go hunt for buried treasure, fight skeletons, fight other players. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really just a sort of definitive pirate experience, if you will. Right. Um, now, one game that I want to bring up because it, it pushes against what we've been saying... For Xbox and PC, a game called Sunset Overdrive. I remember the trailers. I'd never played it. <laughs> this this game, I played some. I I never owned it, so it was like on friends. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, Xboxes and stuff. Just ridiculously hectic. This is a a single player game, not online. So that was that was kind of an interesting thing. Right, because it's it's uh, Xbox PC exclusive, but it's not its target was not online gameplay. It was single player, and this is one where 
you see the contrast between a PlayStation single-player game and an Xbox single uh, Xbox single-player game because Sunset Overdrive again I didn't play the whole game but I played enough to know that I was not playing it for the story <laughs> I was playing it because it was just fun to mess around and to blow things up and to to traverse around the map like all that was really cool but the story eh, it, <laughs> it reflected the gameplay in that it was just hectic and weird and and <laughs> Which is all you want sometimes. Right. And so I want to bring up this game because it's it's a an interesting move for an Xbox exclusive that, that the goal of it was this single-player um, gameplay. Mm-hmm. And another Xbox title that's been kind of carried on for a long time, and I'm pretty sure they're still doing stuff with it, Gears of War, you had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of those kind of shooter ones where uh, it's the same format as Uncharted. Gears of War was released. Uh, they, they were developed around the same time. and so, um, But it's it's the behind cover, crouch down shooters, and you're fighting these monsters that are running at you. And Gears of War is a really popular and honestly really fun uh, shooter title. Uh, a good action game. Obviously, like, uh, again, some people might shoot me for this, but it's just not as story, like, character-driven mm-hmm. as other titles that we've discussed today. Right. But it is a popular title that is well-deserving of praise. It's fun to play. And it's another one of those ones where Xbox found something that they that people enjoyed, and they just kind of have been dragging it out as much as they can. Instead of making instead something of new. Instead of making something new. And so we, we see this again where, like, with Halo, mm-hmm. where they made the game and they keep making sequels and they don't make anything else. Yeah. I wanted to bring up one more thing with with Xbox games. Uh, So there there are games on Xbox that I was kind of touching on before where they start with Xbox. Mm -hmm. uh, They they start with Xbox exclusivity. And then they share. And then they share it. (laughs) Which, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Sharing is good. I'm not going to be mad about it. First off, Knights of the Old Republic. Classic. Fantastic game. Absolutely a classic. 2003, uh, its initial release was on I'm Xbox. so excited for the remake. It's I'm really looking forward to that. interesting thing. That remake, by what I understand, is possibly exclusive to PlayStation. Is that the case? How, yeah. how funny. So, <laughs> I... That's just... I, I saw that earlier... I, so it started as an Xbox exclusive, but then it kind of got, you know, shared around um, and, and spread out. And now this remake is coming out and it's going to be exclusive to PlayStation. <laughs> so <laughs> like a, a very, you know, so interesting. that that was an interesting thing to me. Uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. 2007. The, again, the first Mass Effect game was an Xbox exclusive. Came out on Xbox, but then, once again, just made its way yeah. when PC. When the sequel came out, and they then to, shared uh, with PlayStation. Um, Cuphead. This was this was a. I think the PC release is where that one was really focused, one. though. Yeah. Um, it, it came out in 2017 on Xbox and PC. And it was interesting because in in 2019, it came to Nintendo Switch. And uh, the studio that created Cuphead very specifically said, it is never coming to PlayStation. Hmm. And then it did. (laughs) So, you know, it's (laughs) like uh, interesting... Yeah, it was very interesting. Some of the ways that these releases get spread around. Um, Knights of the Old Republic was interesting because it was legitimately, uh, as opposed to, I think, just about every other game on this list, it was actually Xbox 
first. Mm-hmm. Like, not Xbox and PC at the same time. Yeah, it, it came Xbox out first. on Xbox in July of 2003, and it wasn't until, uh, like, November of that same year that it came out on PC. And so it, it was... But it is interesting that yeah. now the remake is possibly going to be a PlayStation exclusive. So those are kind of the Xbox ones I wanted to touch on. They, they also have uh, Forza. Yeah, their, their they have racing their racing franchise. Game. Moving on to PC. I mean, again, like, if you want to play indie titles that right. aren't on anything else, mm-hmm. that's your place to go. But PC... And that's, that's kind of a fun thing, because then you get games that are free to, like, $10. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a cool place to, to, to hang out in and yeah. to look in. Every and you really get the get best of both worlds with PC. Right. And if you can afford getting a gaming PC, then you can process everything faster. And, like... <laughs> I don't, I don't think people are going to argue and that yeah, and your... PC is the cream of the crop if you are willing to go broke. Also, when it comes to like first-person shooters and stuff, just the having the mouse, it, like for, for just about every game, I prefer a controller. I'm more comfortable with that. Mm. That's what I grew up on. But for games where I'm actually doing PvP, I, I prefer a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> But so, the thing is, we've yeah. we've talked a lot about uh, titles that currently exist, and going forward, we see that Microsoft is kind of uh, trying to play more to the exclusivity thing with their acquisition of Bethesda, mm-hmm. and planning on having things like Starfield and right. other few like Elder Scrolls Six being Xbox exclusives. Yeah. We see this sort of newfound <laughs> willingness to compete. I I'm certain it's because. PlayStation is, again, nothing against Xbox users. PlayStation is significantly more successful monetarily than mm-hmm. Xbox has been. So it's, it's, it's understandable that Xbox wants to make that move. So the big question out of this and, and looking forward is, is console exclusivity a good thing? And to me, my answer is yes. I think it's a very good thing. Just in general, in any uh, corporate, uh, uh, in any any corporate venture, you want competition, and mm-hmm. you want that kind of. Not to bring up something entirely unrelated, but uh, Samsung has a in in the United States. Samsung's foldable phones are the only foldable phones there are. You can get a, a, a Motorola Razor, but that is not competition at all. And it's cool. I think that they're they're cool phones, but the fact that it's only Samsung means the the Galaxy Z Fold 4 is about the same as the Galaxy Z Fold 2. Mm. They're basically the same phone. They haven't made any adjustments at all because there's no competition. It's the same thing that happens in video games. If we don't have that uh, that that competitive element of the companies wanting to press against each other to, to, to do better than each other, then we're going to get to a standstill, and I don't want to. Yeah, it's, it's the hard point where uh, it really is that competition that drives the sort of progress that we see in games. It's the reason that they want to make games that are memorable and successful and that really grab their audience's attention. And so while no one wants to pay for another system to play these games, we don't want want it for sure, but it's it's this competition that does make these games the way that they are. Mm -hmm. Because of this, we kind of wanted to give our kind of suggestions for multi-system ownership like off of this, I I don't know if you're going to have a different uh, recommendation than me. I think if you're going to own multiple systems, it's worth investing in a gaming PC mm. for one because they get a lot of the Xbox. They titles. get a lot of the Xbox titles. I basically all of them, and I would also recommend getting a PlayStation. PlayStation, you'll get your PlayStation exclusives which is what you're getting it for. Mm -hmm. And then PC, on the games from PlayStation that are coming out to PC, if you buy it on PC, it'll be cheaper. 
which is nice. Um, and then you'll get the Xbox exclusives that you wouldn't get if you didn't have one. But you also are open up to all those indie exclusive titles if you want them and mm-hmm. cheaper games than, than console can offer. So that's my recommendation, uh, a PC and a PlayStation. If you can only do one, it's it's complicated because I grew up on PlayStation mm-hmm. and there I love it and I wouldn't want to put it away. And it's just front uh, front up price. It's significantly less expensive to get a PlayStation than a gaming PC. That could actually run the games that we're right. talking about. Um, a PlayStation 5, I know it's hard to get. The performance that you get for that price, to get a comparable thing in a gaming PC, it'd be pricey mm-hmm. and it'd be hard. And it's because console systems like uh, Xbox and like PlayStation are able to sell their systems at kind of a lower price and make their money back from you spending uh, the rest of your money on their games, which are upcharged like crazy, <laughs> like 60 to 80 bucks a game versus PC, which is going to be 20 to 40. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've got a different recommendation for, for a layout. But... No, yeah. It, it really is the same thing. But if you're wondering why Nintendo wasn't a part of this discussion, it's because Nintendo does their own thing. All of their titles yeah. are exclusive. <laughs> they'll sometimes get other ones, but Nintendo was doing just fine. Yeah, they're they're, they're chilling. Yeah, they're they're not a part of this discussion because if you want a Nintendo, then get one. If yeah, switch, if you want to <laughs> switch, it's not a hard bet. You... Like when you when you think console wars, no one right. thinks of a Nintendo. <laughs> it's just. If you want to switch, you know who you are and you know what games you're going to play on it. I would recommend getting one, but, you know, I said one of the nice things about that is you can get a uh, Switch Lite for like 200 bucks, get you into there. Good price. And then you can play all your Switch games. So, but, um, yeah, the console wars, console uh, exclusivity, at the end of the day, while it can be hard to accept it, is better for the consumer. Mm-hmm. It, it'll benefit us in the end because it means we're getting the best product. 